0: How's it going, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Clocked In Podcast. I hope everyone is having a great Sunday. If you are watching this, this is the video that I'm recording directly after the NFC video. But you're gonna be seeing this probably on if you're watching if you're watching or listening to this right now, you're probably doing this on a Monday or Tuesday. Um But this is gonna be the AFC version of the win-loss prediction video last video we did the nfc we did all the divisions every single team we gave our predictions for their record based on the schedules and free agency and draft and all that kind of stuff so today we're going to be doing the afc and we are going to be starting with the afc north uh, that is going to include the Bengals steelers browns and ravens so coming in at number one obviously is going to be the baltimore ravens with a 12 and 4 record this is not a surprise to anybody lamar jackson mvp um, one of the best offenses in the AFC were, was very close to getting to that AFC championship. and as we all know, they, they ended up choking in the game against the Titans. Yes, they did choke. Uh, Lamar Jackson is known as a choke artist in the playoffs. And I think if Lamar Jackson can develop a way to string up some wins in the playoffs, that would be nice. Ravens fans, I think would appreciate if Lamar Jackson could get them a win in the playoffs because he's balled out in the, in the regular season for the past two seasons that he's been a quarterback, but in the playoffs, he seems to be empty handed he seems to leave empty-handed, um, so we're just gonna have to see what they do. But for me, the Ravens are the most talented team in this division, and I'm gonna have them with a 12 and 4 record. Number two is gonna be the Cleveland Browns with a 9 and 7 record. Uh, as we all know, the Browns failed to I think the Browns failed to to meet the expectations of a lot of people uh, concerning the talent that they had on the team. Nick Chubb. Baker Mayfield, I guess you could say, is a great talent, but he's been average uh, as of late. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, you know, they, they, added, they added Austin Hooper, th- this free agency, so that's going to be a big addition. They have David Njoku. So I think they have a lot of talent, and I think if they could just get it together, they do have a new coach and Kevin Stefanski. So if they can just figure out the correct formula, they did they did do a good job of, you know, getting Nick Chubb involved, and I think he was the second highest rusher in the NFL um, under Derrick Henry. So if they can get themselves together with the talent that they have and, you know, the, the drama and Odell Beckham drama and him throwing the helmet every five seconds, if they can get that together, I think this team is poised to, to probably make the playoffs. If 9-7 and seven is, not, is not a record that, you know, can kick you out of the getting into the playoffs, I think they can get into the playoffs with a 9-7 and seven record. And th- I think their, their ceiling is probably probably like 10-6 11, or 11-5, but, you know, Baker Mayfield still hasn't proven that he can be the quarterback that a lot of people thought he would be. So, for that reason, I would I would say they're going to win 9 games, 10 games possibly, but most likely 9 games, and that is going to put them in the number 2 spot in the division, and the number 3 for me is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming off a very, very interesting season with Big Ben getting injured early on in the season, I think it was week 1, he got injured, and then throughout the season, the Steelers were basically just rotating through quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph, Devin Hodges, so... It was a really really tough season for Steelers fans but I think they still managed to go they still managed with an average season with a with a decent record you know not decent enough to make the playoffs but a decent record considering the quarterbacks and injuries and all that kind of stuff so you know Big Ben is back and and things like that you know the the team was 31st in passing offense last year and 29th in rushing and that's just due to the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster was hurt James Conner was hurt you know Big Ben was hurt so you know uh, I think it's gonna take a while for this team to adjust and getting used to playing with Big Ben again. And we all know Big Ben is being a, a, a good quarterback, but you know, he's just not mobile. He's just not the the new quarterback that's pretty much developed into the league today, like Patrick Mahomes. You know, even even the Aaron Rodgers, at the age he is, he's playing like one of the, the you know the, the quarterbacks that are starting to take over the league today, you know, the Cam Newton-style quarterback, the Lamar Jackson, you know, things like that. That that type of quarterback and Big Ben has fell way out of that that mold. He's like the Tom Brady mold, you know, the Peyton Manning mold, just sit in the pocket and just, you know, wait for things to develop. So, you know, we're just going to have to see what the Steelers are going to are gonna do. But based on last season, they haven't proven that they, you know, their defense is good, obviously. Defense is one of the best in the league, but the offense struggled a lot. Even when Juju was healthy, he struggled. James Conner struggled when he was healthy. So Big Ben and is just going to have to get used to the system again. Um, you know, there's there's questions about his shape, questions about you know, can he still play? Is he gonna retire? So you know, this season, I think if the Steelers don't make the playoffs, that's gonna be a big thing lingering over the head of that that um that franchise. So we're just gonna have to see what the Steelers are able to bring to the table. But for me, I think they're gonna go eight and eight and finish third in the division. And then last is gonna be the Cincinnati Bengals with a five and eleven record. As we all know, they drafted Joe Burrow quarterback out, out of LSU number one overall pick supposed to be a stud right I don't know we'll have to see um a lot of people have been comparing comparing him to Tony Romo a type quarterback that's probably his ceiling and you know the, the team has a lot of talent with AJ Green Tyler Boyd Joe Mixon uh, I alluded to this in the, the the draft video I posted if you guys want to go check that out um but I think this team will probably go 5 and 11 uh I, I, I mean Joe Burrow he's not like gonna be in a, a tremendous talent but the fact that he's a rookie quarterback and he's going to be he's going to have to start right away he's not going to be able to you know sit a season and you know do the Patrick Mahomes thing and just sit a season and then come in and you know take over and try and possibly be a really good quarterback he's going to have to come in right he's going to have to start the season as a starter you know lights on on him and you know it's just going to be I think it's going to be tough for him at the start but I think he'll start to get the hang of the NFL and start to get the hang of the, the league but a lot of people think it's going to take him a while to develop that um So we're just going to have to see what Joe, the the Bengals season really just lingers over Joe Burrow, um, and his success. So whatever his success in in titles, that's what's going to happen. So for me, I think the Bengals are going to finish last in the division. Obviously just, they're just not ready. They're just not ready to compete with any of the other teams in that division. So they're they're probably going to finish five and 11. I think that's like a two. I think that's an improvement from last season, but I think they're going to finish five and 11. Uh, so, AFC East is up next. Uh, that has the Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, and Bills. Um, yeah, number one for me is going to be the Bills. It's simple. I don't think the Patriots are good enough to to reclaim their their throne as the, the um, division leader. You know, the Bills. Uh, the Bills had a good season last year. They've had decent seasons as long as Josh Allen has been their quarterback. Uh, so I think they're going to finish ten and six. They add they add Diggs, which is a massive, massive improvement. Over whatever they had before, because the Bills were able to make the playoffs with mediocre wide receivers, a mediocre running back, a top fifteen quarterback in the list of this league, a decent offensive line, and a very underrated defense. And now you add one of the best, one of the best receivers. Yes, one of the best receivers in the league. I think is Stephon Diggs. Even though you know he didn't look like that on the the, the Vikings because he was pretty much whining because he didn't get the ball. But I think Josh Allen is going to utilize him perfectly well. His arm strength is absolutely tremendous, and then Diggs can get down the field. If you need Diggs to run in a straight line, you know, as fast as he can and catch the ball, that's what he's going to do. That's but that's his specialty, isn't it? Um, but he, I mean, he's still a great route runner. You know, they have Devin Singletary in the backfield, um, so I think this team is this this team is probably going to win the division at ten and six, just because of the talent they have, the chemistry, the coaching. Sean, I think Sean McDermott um the the coach of the bills i think he's a very underrated coach and he doesn't get the recognition he deserves so for that reason i'm gonna put the bills at number one with a 10 and 6 record and then number two might be a surprise to some people i'm gonna have to do the miami dolphins i'm gonna do this i'm sorry I, i'm buying into the hype uh i'm buying into the Dolphins hype. the dolphins are probably one of the teams that transformed their team from worst to first like you know uh, you could say the bucks and then the dolphins in the afc you know, are the teams that change their team the most. You know, the the Dolphins added Tua, of course, as their franchise quarterback. They add Howard, uh Jordan Howard from the Philadelphia Eagles and Matt Breida from the 49ers. And they also get big playmakers like Shaq Lawson and, and um, Byron Jones on the defense. So I think this team, this team could go eight and eight, man. I, I really think this team is just an average an average uh is that an average state right now the coaching obviously with brian flores is very good the fact that you know the the talent that they had last year and they were still able to go i think five and eleven which is crazy um they were able to beat teams like the eagles and patriots at at the time when you know when the eagles were had their weapons and when and when tom brady was still doing his thing so you know i think the dolphins are very overlooked in this division i think may- people may say you know sam donald's developed and you know bill belichick is still bill belichick so these teams should be above the dolphins but i think the dolphins deserve to be eight and eight and if they you know if they can get their talent together just this is like the Browns situation like the browns had so much talent and they just were terrible and the i feel like the bucks and the dolphins are pretty much going to be the browns of last offseason these teams I have so much talent, but we're just going to have to see what they can do. But Dolphins, the Dolphins for me, are going to be 8-8, second in the AFC East. and number three is going to be New York Jets, coming in with a 6-10 record. Um, the Jets, obviously... When you think of the Jets, I honestly just think of Sam Darnold. I don't think of anything else but Sam Darnold. But they did get a big O line upgrade in the draft, and they have been signing a lot of guys in free agency. But the main focus for them, obviously, is just to develop Sam Darnold, get Le'Veon Bell going, because obviously last year that was just uh, just drama and a half. Adam Gase, the whole the whole drama with Adam Gase, and he didn't want a running back, and you know the organization still took Le'Veon Bell. It's it's a mess, but I think if Adam Gase can come to a sentence, realize that when healthy Le'Veon bell is one of the best one of the best running backs in the league so i think he needs to realize his potential and then sam donald still has room to develop obviously to become the franchise quarterback of this of this roster uh so for the jets i'm gonna give him six and ten record and then number four number four man the patriots what happened bro worst to i mean best to worst dude like the super bowl is the dynasty and now it's jared stidham and and a whole bunch of nobodies, pretty much. Um, as we all know, uh, the Patriots lost pretty much their entire team. Uh, lost lost their receivers except for Edelman. Lost their quarterback. Lost their defense. Pretty much their defense except for the corners and safeties. And this team is going to go four and twelve. And I think they're going to they're going to they're gonna do the tank the tank method tank for Trevor, as I call it, or it has it as it's already been called tra- tank for Trevor. Um, but I think. The, Patri- uh, the Patriots have come out and said that they're gonna roll with Jared Stidham as a starting quarterback. So this may be in, this may be a situation where the Tom Brady situation, where they drafted a quarterback late in the draft. They they drafted Jared Stidham I think a year ago, and like the fourth round. And they obviously drafted Tom Brady in like the sixth or seventh round. So this is just gonna be another situation where the Patriots just find a quarterback in the later round and he ends up just being outstanding. So just watch Jared Stidham just become just become a monster at, at the quarterback position and he's just been so quiet and just been sitting behind tom brady like the jimmy garoppolo effect He's just been sitting behind tom brady and now he's out in the he's out in the spotlight and he's just gonna ball out but you know just a t- it doesn't matter how good he plays the talent around him is not good enough for them to, to get anywhere in this division. I don't think they're better than the Dolphins in terms of talent, and I don't think they're better than the Bills in talent. And I know they say talent is not always everything, but well, before the season that's all you have that's all you have to evaluate. You don't have any game to evaluate, you don't have anything. Every team has a new new player, so if you look at the talent, you got to go off of that. You got to go off of what's on paper. And what's on paper between Patriots compared to Dolphins and the Bills? The Patriots are better. It, it, I mean, Patriots are not better. They're worse. The Bills and the Dolphins are better, obviously. If you look at the rosters, um, Patriots lose out on most of their receivers. Um, just Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski's gone. They lose their linebackers on defense. This team is not as great as as people might say. And the coaching, you know, the coaching can carry them all at once. This team is not going anywhere. They're going to be last in the AFC East. Before we move on to the AFC South, let's take a quick break. Hey, everybody. This is just a quick message letting everybody know that if you are enjoying the Clocked In podcast, make sure you click the links in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Anchor, any other podcasting platforms, please make sure to follow so you can come back and listen to me another time. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. Peace. All right, we have two more divisions to talk about in the AFC. And the first one is going to be the AFC South. And this is probably one of the hardest divisions to evaluate in the AFC along with the other one that I'm going to talk about next. And this is the the division with the Colts, Jaguars, Texans, and Titans. And the only reason it's hard is just because like the besides the jaguars these three teams are like really close in talent and really close in. i feel like this division is always close i don't know why but like this division for some reason is just always close like it just always comes down to the last game like the last few games on on who wins this division but i decided after a lot of evaluation i decided to 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 put the colts at number one at 10 and six and this was hard for me um i was thinking you know titans possibly texans obviously not the jaguars but I think the key additions that the Colts were able to add is just boost boosted up their offense way more than before. You know, Phillip Rivers is a huge upgrade off of Jacoby Brissett. Xavier Rose to add to the, to the young cornerback the young, uh, core of this team. And then DeForest Buckner, who was a premier defensive tackle in this league. I think they made him the second highest paid tackle um, under Aaron Donald. And they added two, you know two offensive playmakers in the draft. Michael Pittman from USC and then Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin to add to the offense that is already, you know, has Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, um TY Hilton, you know, this this offense is already really good and they were able they were able to add, you know, give TY Hilton a, a you know, a really good quarterback. And you know, I just think the, you know, the problems that Philip Rivers was enduring with the the Chargers was just due to the fact that the offensive line was just not great there. But I think now he has a better offensive line. The the Colts also re signed Anthony Costanzo, the left tackle. So you know, I think Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers has a better offensive line. Marlon Mack can, you know, run the ball better. You know, they're, they're going to be able to just do a lot with this offense. And I think it's the best, probably the best offense in this division. Um, you know, the Texans have fallen off, obviously, because they lose, they lose DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans have always been an average team for me. You know, I think the Titans hype is a little bit, you know, premature. With Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, I think that's pretty much just them two and then no one else. So with the offensive weapons that they have, I just think they're too talented to not be number one in this division. So I gave them a 10 and six record, and they're gonna be number one in the AFC South. So number two for me, at first I had the Titans at number two, but I decided to to, to to backtrack a little bit and just really think about it. And I can't count Deshaun Watson out, man. It's just, it's too hard. So i put the Texans at number two with a nine and seven record. And I know a lot of people have counted them out just cause of the fact that they lose DeAndre Hopkins, you know, the, the whole trade situation. But if you really, if you really look at it, they did. They really did a good job of of getting of getting guys to replace, you know, the replace DeAndre Hopkins. So they bring in Randall Cobb, who's not DeAndre Hopkins, but he's a decent slot receiver. They bring in Will Fuller. Well, they already have Will Fuller, who's been up and down to injuries. But when healthy, is actually not terrible. When healthy, is actually not terrible. And then they also bring in Brandon Cooks from the Rams. And Brandon Cooks has been up and down these past few seasons, but. He gets traded but he's still a really good wide receiver i don't understand why people you know talk up, talk down on him like he's not a good receiver and then they get david johnson who last season didn't have the best year but when healthy we all saw in 2016 what he was capable of doing when healthy when healthy he was the best he was the best running back in the league that year he was the best running back in the league that year and if the texans can mold him into that 2016 version and keep him healthy he, he could possibly be the uh, the best the best running back oh well he I don't think he's well let's let's not say he's gonna be the best running back we all know Christian McCaffrey has that title right now but you know I just think the guys that they were able to bring in to replace Hopkins was just was they did they did a decent job and Deshaun Watson I just can't count out the the amount of crazy plays he makes every year and you know when when you think the Texans are gonna fall off and when you think they're not gonna win and you know he just shows up and I really do think that I really do think that the Texans will will get that second spot with the 97 record because it's just that I don't know what I don't know what it is I I just I just don't know what it is Deshaun Watson is just magic that's all I gotta say Deshaun Watson is just magic and the number three for me is gonna be the Titans you know when I look at the Titans it's really just Derek it's just really Derek Henry honestly like Corey Davis yes he's good AJ Brown yes he's good but derrick henry is just the, the he's the titans derrick henry is literally the titans like he's the titans if if he is not on this team is not this team is not playing well if he is not rushing for 200 yards a game this team is not playing well we also in the playoffs what derrick henry was able to do and ryan Tannehill could just throw for like 30 yards and a touchdown and then derrick henry would rush for like 500 yards and they would win the game so you know, I, I think it's just a matter of, can Derrick Henry carry this team to the playoffs? When I look at this roster, I just think, can, can Derrick Henry carry this team to the playoffs? And it's it's ironic because he's carry the team to the playoffs and he's a running back. But, you know, I just, <sighs> Ryan Tannehill is going to have to show that he is worth that $100 million, $1 million that the team paid him. And Derrick Henry is going to have to show that he should be getting paid the Ezekiel Elliott money, the Todd Gurley money, instead of getting franchise tag after carrying this team on his back on his back in order to beat the ravens in order to beat you know you know some good teams so you know i i don't think they're better than the texans and i think ryan Tannehill is really gonna have to show that he's worth that money and that he's just not n- another backup or another average quarterback so you know in the, in the long run i think the texans are going to regret paying Tannehill that money because it's going to put him in a in a, in a tough place in terms of getting other free agents and getting other signings but we're just gonna have to see but I think the Titans are gonna finish with around seven wins seven six I don't want to say six I'll probably say seven or eight you know they're all they've always been around the nine and seven mark like the past three years but for me I think they're gonna be seven and nine in the third spot in this division and then last obviously is gonna be the Jaguars the Jaguars are pretty much just tanking at this point Uh, I think they're just gonna see what they have with Gardner Minshew and then if he's not good enough they're going to end up drafting like a trevor lawrence or justin fields i think that's the plan for them and then they're just going to end up blowing up the team i think i think uh they decline leonard fournette's um trade fifth year trade option or fifth year contract option or whatever and they're gonna try and find a trade partner for him and then great they're gonna see what they can do with Gardner Minshew. so you know we'll have to see you know what happens with the future of this team but for from from my point of view i think this team is gonna end up taking for a quarterback, and I think they'll probably win around three games, three thirteen for the Jaguars, last in the AFC South. So that's gonna round. That's gonna wrap up that division. So let's move on to the AFC West with the Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs. So number one for me in this division is gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs with twelve and four record. I think this team is the best team in the AFC over the Ravens. Uh, they have the best quarterback in the NFL. So, as long as Patrick Mahomes is their quarterback, this team is going to be unstoppable. I don't care what anybody says. This team literally is unstoppable with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Uh, they're going to be 12-4. Best team in this division. Best team in the AFC. That's all I got to say for that. Um, and then a team that a lot of people don't even regard as a playoff team. I think the Broncos are a dark horse in this in this whole mix here. And I think they're going to go 9-7. and So, they add Jerry Judy. They already have Cortland Sutton. They have philip Lindsay. they add Movin gordon so this offense is just this offense has already, already has a lot of weapons man and, and you know drew lock is the only really big question mark on this team you know uh when joe flacco went down drew lock came in and you know did all right he didn't do great but you know did enough to to make the broncos look and see you know look at him and be like that guy could that guy could be our franchise quarterback so i think they're gonna roll with drew lock and the weapon with the weapons that they have drew lock should be successful but you know, let's just see how how he plays under the spotlight. You know, and I think this team can go nine and seven. This is my dark horse in the AFC. I think in the NFC, my, my I said my dark horse is going to be the Detroit Lions, but in this division, in this in this conference, I think it's going to be the Broncos. They're going to go nine and seven, possibly make possibly become a wild card team with a new you know the new playoff system that's in the NFL, and I think they're going to finish second in the division. I think this team is too talented on offense and too talented on defense. They did lose uh, Chris Harris Jr., but they did add well they didn't add anybody but oh yeah they did get draw casey but they have Von Miller they have Bradley Chubb they have a you know good defense a serviceable defense so this team is probably gonna end up going nine and seven second in in the AFC West and then third for me is going to be the Raiders you're gonna go 8-8, eight and eight, be an average, you know, borderline team. And the quarterback battle between Marcus Mariota and Derek Carr is like the only question mark over this team, like who is gonna be the starter. And for me, I think they should give Marcus Mariota a chance. You know, Marcus Mario has proven that he can take take a team to the playoffs that isn't really that great the years that he took the Titans to the playoffs. And then Derek Carr has, you know, just failed to show that he is any type of, you know, like top 15 at all quarterback. I mean, I think he is a top 15 quarterback, but he's just he hasn't gone to the playoffs. He's had decent weapons, but it hasn't been able to do anything with them. Um, but I think this is a solid, a solid roster. But just there's just no true like, there's just no true like premier guy that they can rely on. Like they have Josh Jacobs, but he's only in his second year. They add Henry Ruggs, but it's his first year. You know, um, they add of they they fill a lot of holes. They have a lot of guys that can you know that are serviceable at their position, but they just have no superstars like chiefs they have patrick mahomes they have they have tyree kill the broncos they have um they have von miller on the defensive end to lead that that front and then you know just a lot of teams that just have like that that one guy that they can rely on and i don't think the raiders really have that and they need to figure out who that's going to be in the season in this upcoming season but for me they're going to be third in the afc west with an eight and eight record and then last is going to be the chargers the five and eleven record um this, this, for me, the, the Chargers for, you know, this season, I think they're going to just try and figure out what they want to do going forward with the quarterback position. Obviously, they drafted Justin Herbert to be their successor of Tyrod Taylor. They're going to see what Tyrod Taylor can do this season, and then Justin Herbert's going to come in. I think Justin Herbert might come in this season, to be honest with you. Um, I think they're going to play Tyrod Taylor for the first half, and then, you know, if he, if he really isn't doing anything and, and the, the record is bad, and I think they're just going to see, you know what, let's just see what Justin Herbert can do. Uh, you know just 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 to test him out and you know see can this really be the franchise quarterback that we drafted you know because obviously the formula is you draft the quarterback you let him sit for a year and then you bring him in and and then he's supposed to be you know really good like the Patrick Mahomes effect but Tyrell Taylor's gonna start Justin Herbert possibly might come in this season they lose out on Melvin Gordon they still have guys like Keenan Allen on the offensive front Defense, Joey Bosa, you know, they have, good, they have good players. They got Chris Harris Jr. Derwin James is going to be coming back from injury. I think their defense is going to be solid, but it's just the offensive end. I think they're going to struggle a little bit with the Tyrod Taylor, but we'll have to see. I, I can't count them out yet, but we're just going to have to see what they can do with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. But guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Clocked In Podcast of the AFC Win-Loss Predictions. I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the video, subscribe, click post notifications. And if you're listening to this on any podcasting platforms, make sure you follow. And also, follow me on Twitter at ClockedIn247 to be notified and to stay updated with anything going on involving this podcast. So, with that being said, hope you guys have a great day. And I'll see you next time. Peace.